Ladies and gentlemen, it is the first news episode of the Gift of Gaming podcast in 2024. And oh boy, there's some good news and some bad news coming from January. It's me, your host, Darren Wade. Happy to be back. And I'm joined, of course, by the anchor team supreme, uh, Mr. Xbox Games Pass himself, Luke Maycock. Luke, how are you? What up, Darren? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me back. My pleasure. Couldn't couldn't do without you. And of course, no news team is complete without the console hating PC playing lore seeking full time Canadian himself, Chris Robbins. Chris. What's up? Hey, there you go. I love the pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, am I supposed to finish this? I love that the and I've seen some podcasts do before where like people just stay silent for a moment yeah. <laughs> so that you think there's something wrong with your, it's like, oh, I'll check. oh, maybe I put it on pause accidentally. Um, how are you guys? How have you been? I've been, I've been great. I'm good. I'm tired. I'm not playing a lot of games lately, but uh, busy, mm-hmm. plenty busy. Um, yeah. But no, the forum, the forum is good. I'm ready to get into some news. It's, it's a pretty miserable um, fucking day today. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's been Oh, God, yeah, we were just talking the journey to and from work. It was a nightmare because rain and traffic and all that goodness, but that's not what the listeners are here to listen to. They're listening, no. here to listen to some news. Chris, how the heck have you been? Could have been snow, man. You guys complain <laughs> about the rain. I know. You wait, wait, wait. You wait don't know we, what it's like uphill both ways. Have wait till we complain about snow. Like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait till we, I mean, we yeah. really do enjoy complaining about snow when it happens. Yeah, like, have you know. been in Ireland for a, where snow has just shut down uh, the country? Uh, no. Oh, no, good, no. I, mi- I missed that. I'm, I've heard of it, though, and I remember it's like, Oh, geez, guys, how much snow did you have? Oh. Someone who was like two inches. I was like, like <laughs> I no, just laughed. Like, literally, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, no amount of snow because yeah. we just don't have infrastructure for it. So, a little yeah. bit of snow falls, everything just shuts down. Nobody goes away. And it's the saddest thing. I often reminisce about that great, um, the great snow day we had back in 2018, where we actually, well, there was enough snow for us and friends to build an igloo. Uh, a little bucket list thing uh, and it was great because everyone didn't no one had to work anymore everyone got to go home but now because of the whole you know working from home job i'll never have a snow day again i'll never have a snow day like 2018 again pandemic ruined snow uh, yeah days. but that yeah. son of a bitch so good when you're just like inside cozy with a nice cuppa and it's just snowing yeah, outside just gross outside just yeah warm. i enjoyed my day today being in and cozy but uh on the formative games uh you gentlemen i'm talking about it shortly before the episode but i have gotten 15 minutes of a taste of final fantasy 7 rebirth after that state of play that came out the other day and oh boy am i excited to play the real thing is that a good 15 minutes <laughs> it was a great 15 minutes yeah yeah so i think the the demo that's there is like two hours ish long people have been saying online so i was like sweet I'll settle into that after the podcast today and get a good feel for how Rebirth's going to treat me in three weeks' time. Will it yeah. uh, do the thing that they did with 16 where they can port over a save? Or yes. So yeah. the you we're getting the chapter one, which is the flashback scene from Final Fantasy VII, is the opener of the game and what you oh, get in the demo. Okay. And that um, th- that will carry over. But what's interesting is is that when we were doing all the, the build-up to it and stuff, they for content creators and stuff they gave them like a, a demo build that was a section at the start and kind of like a little bit of an open world section later on in the game just in june on and they have said which is weird but i like kind of like the idea they've given us chapter one which is the nibelheim flashback and then they're going to wait a week or two before they update the demo to give us that little open world section in june on so like in between now when it actually releases we'll get like an update to play another chapter on the demo which a i thought was taster like yeah Interesting. Here, here's some more for you you fellas to consume which i'm all about consuming so. yeah i like how they're treating demos like they're actually using I hate them demos. to roll out their I products. hate demos. I miss, I have uh, missed I demos. and love and them in theory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a game you know you're absolutely going to buy, I just see demos as a spoiler. I think demos are great for games that you're just like, maybe. Have you, have you never bought a game because you played a demo? Have I ever not bought a game? Because no, I played the demo. I mean, or, like, have yep. you been incentivized to play a game? Yep. To buy a game yep. by playing the Definitely. demo. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. We I think like PlayStation. You used to get those like the demo, demo discs. discs. Yeah. 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 Come with like yeah. fifteen games. It was yeah. Like, I, shit. It was great. <laughs> I can't remember which disc it was. I should do. I think it was like eighteen or fourteen or something like that. And I had uh, Theme Hospital on it. Which yeah, I yeah, you've mentioned this one yeah, before. Yeah. That I knew it off by We ruined the disc, but I, like when you turned it on, blank screen, couldn't see what items were where. But I had played it so often that I knew by pressing X, pressing left eight times, pressing X again would have brought me right into theme theme hospital or whatever it was. And I bought the game, theme hospital then, like, you know, 
weeks afterwards, got yeah. it for my birthday, whatever. And that's, that's a game I guarantee you would have never even thought about. No, you never. You could demo. get that. We were just talking before the podcast as well about your little uh, retro handheld thing with the PlayStation 1 emulator. Yeah. You could get Theme Hospital on that, surely. Don't tell me that, Luke. It's got, it's, I'm going to lose enough time to find my Seven Rebirth. I don't need another. <laughs> for you. In your Theme Hospital, in your pocket, wherever you go. Yeah, it's actually, so good. Speaking of demos, right now is Steam's Next Fest. And that's all it is, is just like showcases of upcoming yeah, games and cool. free demos. And what is released in open beta, I didn't think it was going to happen to the general public, is Stormgate, which is pretty fun. Well, you broke my heart and pretty said fun. it wouldn't become on the console, so now I'm sad. I don't think there's any... Like, it's going to be a free-to-play game. They're really going to push um, multiplayer over everything and mm-hmm. just like... In order to put it on console, you couldn't make console crossplay because you guys would get smashed get by murked. PC players. Yeah. yeah, and I just don't think there's a big enough market to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't make any money by porting it to a console. This yeah. is just my opinion. I don't know. But no. They also haven't announced anything about it. That so. all tracks yeah. perfectly. Yeah, yeah. The the trailer looks. I watched the after you put up that the beta testing was on and I watched the trailer again for it and I was like, oh yeah. So it's such a, a reminisce of uh, Command & Conquer in terms of its style and stuff like that. I yeah. was like, I kind of like a modern modern day version of that for sure. Um, but we were going to talk about news, fellas, not games that we're playing. News, news, yeah. news, 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 news. And uh, we'll set off our first article. Let me pull it up here. We were kind of saying that um, we, we kind of shimmied around it last year a little bit in trying to keep in the news a little bit more lighthearted and things. There was, you know, job losses and stuff. Uh, throughout last year and we unavoidable we, this month though oh my god yeah. january was uh crazy so uh kotaku has a has a cool um article that they have about it that they've been c- consistently updating throughout the month of january just about the industry layoffs and stuff like that uh so i'll read through it i'm not gonna there's a couple of big companies that i'll go into kind of what was said about them or said about the layoffs um or if there's any studio that i kind of mentioned throughout this and their losses just give me a shout if you want to go into what statements were made or anything like that but i have the article here so this is coming from zach Zweiz in a kotaku uh within the last few years video game industry layoffs have unfortunately become more commonplace in 2023 we saw nearly weekly layoffs across the entire industry when the dust had settled at least 6,000 jobs across publishers developers and other video game related companies had been terminated sadly it appears 2024 will outpace that if the first few weeks of the year are any indication most folks didn't expect 2024 to be much better, but I'm not sure anyone was ready for it to be possibly worse. Yet this year has kicked off with a string of big and small layoffs signaling that the corporate bloodletting rituals aren't ending anytime soon. So Kotaku is going to try and track all of 2024's layoffs as they happen, and hopefully we don't have to update this post that much. Um, so I don't know if it doesn't look like it's done in any sort of um, order, but I'll go with um, Architect is an unknown amount of layoffs. Uh, Bossa Studios laid off 19 people in uh, January 5th. Unity Software, 1,800 people. So I'll go into this one in a little bit. On January 8th, 2024, Reuters reported the first truly massive round of layoffs for the year as Unity confirmed that it planned to cut nearly 25% of its staff as part of a continued, quote, reset at the company. This is reportedly the largest round of layoffs in the software company's history, and it will be completed by the end of March. The writing was kind of on the wall with this one, especially with them trying to, like... Oh, changing the pricing pennies and Ooh. changing the pricing and yeah. yeah it's it's weird how like you wonder it's it kind of i wonder if this was like a chicken and egg situation like was this part of the restructuring plan from the very start or did they use the fact <laughs> that their stock their price just tanked and their reputation tanked as an excuse to offload and downsize and stuff like yeah. that like which which was planned first i wouldn't be surprised if it was planned when their price restructuring uh fiasco uh, and i guess they must have lost they must have lost a lot of um consumers from the whole the terrible um plan they had to change the pricing and everything like that because they they cut nearly 25 percent of its staff like how do you continue to function and support everybody that's there if you lose a quarter of your staff well obviously i guess everybody that was there is probably no longer there after what happened what was that kind of summer last year yeah autumn last year maybe something like that that unity came out and made an absolute hames of yeah, my whole change May or, June or something. Yeah, um, yeah, m- m- mad, and that's again, obviously, like all of these stories, heartbreaking to hear. Yeah, people losing their jobs off the back of that. So we continue on because this doesn't get any better. Um, go to Twitch with five hundred people. So on January 9th, twenty twenty four, Bloomberg reported that Twitch was preparing to lay off five hundred employees by the end of January. This is about thirty five percent of its total staff. The Amazon owned video game streaming website previously laid off hundreds of employees last year in March and later in October. 
I just yeah, there's more like they're getting kind of bullied by other streaming platforms now too. So they're what's out there. I mean, because I'm not YouTube so is picking up quite a bit, and there's a new one, uh, Kick. Yeah, I Kick. think it's called, and it. Mm-hmm. Has like way less rules and regulations. Okay. So well, Twitch was quite um, I, from the years of watching the odd content creator here and there. Twitch would often I th- it seemed quite strict with its rules. So often I heard of people getting banned or. Uh, yeah, well, and they would also make some of these rules up as new fads <laughs> came along because some of these fads were getting fucking out of hand and like there's hot kids on these yeah hot tub streaming and then there was oh, the yeah. new one Hell's with the uh, there was the new one with the they would just wear like censored. Like black uh, Bristol board over their privates. Wow. I'm not, like I'm not seeing that one. <laughs> yeah, so they they had to close that one. There was no rules against it, but like well, this is not, this is obviously leading <laughs> towards like that had to change. It's weird. Uh, gambling was a big big oh, one, yeah, and they yeah. had to shut that down. But like that, I think I I've, I've heard this, but it, that stuff is allowed on Kick. Yeah, that's kind of what single handedly. I think it was Trainwreck yeah. was the really big name and. Yeah, that yeah and yeah. he got a massive contract to go over to kick and like i think kick front him a lot of the money that he uses to gamble um and that kind of thing so gambling is okay there it's kosher i don't think they've cracked down with their drm stuff so was the was the pokemon card purchasing a form of gambling <laughs> uh, everyone went mad on spending crazy amounts of money on pokemon no. cards and revealing what they got no, that, that to me so. seems like gambling <laughs> uh, i mean but yeah like, <laughs> yeah kind of a lot of people who do it don't most of the people who do like the Pokemon card streams that I've watched, they don't actually end up reselling the stuff. It's like, oh, I made like two grand off this box. That's amazing. But they don't sell any of the cards. Yeah. Because they're paying for it with like streamer subscriber yeah, it's, money. It's, it's all, the, all the stuff that they like, like, subscriptions, close, whatever else. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, we'll continue on this and um, this one. So Playtika lost 300 to 400 people. Discord, 170 people on January 11th. Um, so The Verge reported on January 11th, 2024, the popular video game chat software developer Discord was planning to lay off around 17% of the company's total staff. The layoffs were announced in an all-hands meeting and an internal memo obtained by The Verge. CEO Jason Citrin explained in the memo that the company had grown quickly since 2020 and took on too many projects quote today we are increasingly clear on the need to sharpen our focus and improve the way we work together to bring more agility to our organization um citron told employees in the memo this is what largely drove the decision to reduce the size of our workforce so he's talking about like since 2020 i guess a a lot lot of of this and i mean we're only talking about the video game industry related stuff but this is just industry-wide in tech yeah and it's I, I can't say for sure because I don't know like all these companies, but most of this, I'd assume, is just bloat from COVID. the pandemic. Yeah, yeah a lot <laughs> of companies restructured and put more effort into online <laughs> services and anything to do along that vein. And now that things have kind of like petered out again, yeah, and everyone gets back on with their lives. Yeah, they need to go for more leaner teams. Mm-hmm. And start cutting costs. The uh, the tech and I think winter. Discord is a perfect. Dig- like a great example of this because i don't even know you don't pay for discord unless you like signed up for nitro yeah they try to push nitro pretty hard but uh yeah i think i don't know a single i think i know one person that's ever paid for it yeah i think i got it once because you get a free with game pass but i don't know if yeah i don't know what it does even and you can (laughs) just create your own private everyone who is a free user can create a private server yeah yeah which is which is mental like i never I never thought it was going to be sustainable. Like, Well, that's the funny thing is because I wouldn't have been too much onto Discord until you became part of the crew, Chris, and you were encouraging, hey, let's you know, set up a Discord chat, whatever else. And I used that a lot for uh, playing D&D over the pandemic and stuff like that. And I was like, this is this thing's amazing. And then after a while, I was like, how are they affording to continue doing this? Because <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I'm not paying a cent for this service. It's mental. But they said that in the article, they said they laid off 170 people and that that's 17% of their staff. So if it, they had a thousand employees at yeah. Discord. That's I don't. Oh, that just seems. I don't. I don't know too enough little about these companies for what's what's going on and how many people are using. No, Discord. I think no. I think, I think that's, that's too lot. much. Yeah, oh, I think okay. that's I think too that's, much. Yeah, I think that's like, that sounds bloaty. Like again, I can't. Chris, you could definitely comment way better on this because you work in tech. But um, I like. We also don't know if everyone they get that got laid off was specifically. Uh, developers either. no like it oh, could have been sure like not. marketers and stuff or like yeah. qa um, well if you have a big downsizing of developers a big it's there's going to be a proportional percentage of production people and, and yeah production this is animation break but off. still that's yeah. that's a lot of people for like it's 
really a single purpose um, piece of software, like, and it's pretty well ironed out. I, I don't know. Yeah, but as you said, it, 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 it's like everyone just sat at home and went on to play tons of video games or use a lot more IT stuff than they ever did. Companies just oh, that could be it. Yeah, grew massively, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, yeah and they were yeah. like, oh, for, we, there's so many more people using Discord, which just isn't the case anymore. I, guess. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there was a well, a, no, that and like when there was like more people using Discord means more money for them because they're hosting the servers yeah. and we're not paying for them. So there's costs there. So Yeah, I think, yeah, I'd say all those kind of talk and uh, video apps got a bit of a Zoom boom off the back of the pandemic where yeah. people were seeing, like investors were seeing, oh, Zoom is like such a great, and products like it, like Skype and everything are yeah. great to invest in now because this is the future of a sustainable work environment. I know animation studios who do all of their official work communications on discord yep my uh, my former company we made the jump from slack. uh it wasn't slack i worked for another company i loved slack though. slack is great i yeah. like slack a lot but uh i think we were just using like google hangouts or something <laughs> yeah and then we made the jump that that, yeah. to uh discord which was great because you had like the the screen sharing and video yeah. calls and it was fantastic although it was linked to my personal account so like oh yeah, oh, yeah i could yeah, see yeah. what i was playing and stuff so i had to set all these privacy settings no like, yeah, yeah. Weird. um well continuing on with these yeah. we got lost boys interactive lost 125 people on january 12th fun selector lost three people on january 12th and um, ptw formerly polled to win lost 45 people on january 11th uh thunderful 20 percent of its staff around 100 people and um, lost their jobs on january 17th pixelberry studios an unknown amount we um were let go on january 17th uh netspeak games 25 people january 16th wemo games 35 people on january 17th um behavior interactive um who are the guys behind dead by daylight yeah uh Lost 45 people between January 9th and January 11th. Which seems crazy because I thought that was already a small team to begin yeah. with. And they also have a lot in the pipeline. So I don't... That might mean interesting things for the future of the studio. That yeah. bigger percentage. If it is a big percentage. And I think they said... So Kotaku's learned that Dead by Daylight developer Behavior Interactive laid off around 45 people between January 9th and 11th. Individuals with knowledge of the situation confirmed to Kotaku that the layoffs only affected employees at Behavior Interactive's Montreal studio. Kotaku was told layoffs at 7th of December. that's their only studio, or their main one at least. Um, the latest round of cutoffs included staff across different departments, and at least one person has publicly posted about the layoffs on LinkedIn. Recently changing market conditions necessitated adjusting the scope of several behavior proje projects in these situations. Our preference is always to reassign talent to other projects. Unfortunately, this option is not always available to us. These departures represent less than 3% of our total workforce. So, yeah. Oh. I mean, small... Well, I mean, big I enough, I suppose. Were... Smaller than that. I thought they were a small studio. I didn't realize. Yeah, people is forty-five people is three percent. Yeah, what? according to that quote, anyway. Yeah, maybe there is a different number at the time that that was released because that's like that's a lot of people yeah. for a behavior interactive. Anyway, well, uh, yeah, I mean, still enough. So, CI Games ten percent. Well, what is that? One hundred and fifty, right? It's that's not too bad, actually. Well, yeah. Sorry, how much? What percent 45 percent if no. 45 people is three percent right one percent yeah. is 15 so that's all my math quick math I'm here yeah no sorry that's 1500 yeah am i an idiot yeah yeah i'm an idiot yeah 1500 <laughs> 1500 yeah that's massive yeah that's that's, that's a big team that that those numbers probably don't line up in terms of the timeline of of that but, yeah uh, okay but but that's like yeah that's still it's probably still like a really sizable chunk mm. Well, CI Games lost 10% of its staff, around 15 or 20 people on January 18th. 31st Union has lost um, under 10, but there's no uh, known exact number. Um, com, uh, to, uh, you come to us or come to US has lost a two-digit number of people. So it's being kept kind of under wraps at the minute. It's still not known how many people are lost there. Uh, Comcast? No, come to US or come oh. to us. The, the, the yes is capital. I've never heard about it. It's a... Uh, a Korean company, South Korean mm. mobile and online game company established in 1998. Mm. Metaverse World, uh, 70 people. Uh, Soft or NCSoft, 70 people. Uh, Riot Games, 530 one, people. Yeah, 530, crazy. Was shocking. Because so, they seem like they have infinite money and a ton in the pipeline. 
well, they've got 530 people less to work on that stuff. So the developer and publisher behind League of Legends and Valorant announced on January 22nd that it was cutting 530 jobs or about 11% of its total workforce. The news was first reported by Bloomberg earlier in the day. Quote, today I'm sharing a decision we hoped we would never have to make at Riot, said CEO uh, Dylan, De- Dylan De- De- Deja? Jadeja? Dylan Jadeja. That's a tough one to say together. Um we're changing some of the bets we've made and shifting how we work across the company to create focus and move us toward a more sustainable future. This decision means we're eliminating, eliminating about 530 roles globally, which represents around 11% of our workforce, with the biggest impact to teams outside of core development. This uh, also sadly means we'll be saying goodbye to many talented colleagues and friends across all areas of Riot, end quote. Uh, they explained that it was winding down its Riot Forge program following the release of Bandletale, a League of Legends story. Uh, Riot Forge was a program where the publisher worked out worked with outside development teams to create spin-off games set in the larger League of Legends universe. It will also reduce the number of people working on its card game, Legends of Runeterra. Um, the company also released an internal memo sent out to staff on January 22nd, announcing the layoffs. In the memo, the CEO said uh, he was accountable for the layoffs, citing Riot having too many things underway as the main reason for the cut. So the quote goes as follows. Some of the significant investments we've made aren't paying off the way we expected them to. Our costs have grown to the point where they're unsustainable and we've left ourselves with no room for exper- experimentation or failure, which is vital to a creative company like ours. All of this puts the core of our business at risk. Um, in the internal memo, Riot laid out what it will provide to those folks losing their job, which includes a minimum six-month severance pay, a cash bonus equal to their 2023 annual performance bonus, a laptop, job placement services, and across and access to their work email for a limited time after termination. I think the the hardware stuff that they get, like the laptop or whatever, they get it if they had a work laptop. Like they get to keep the work laptop. Mm. Or I think, and I, but like I think that only applies to like if you had a work laptop, if you worked for them and worked on like a Wacom Cintiq drawing tablet you didn't get to keep that obviously yeah okay like just laptops four or five grand worth. still still decent still decent i guess i mean it'd be great if they kept their jobs yeah obviously but um yeah the riot was a big one you put up that up that up i think what happened the actual memo yeah. and stuff like that but yeah as you said with league of legends and everything that's going on there as chris as you said there should they be just print money yeah but they're, they're giving give millions away at like i don't know the tournaments and stuff it's crazy yeah. that it's weird it's wild these numbers are wild as well because like 11 percent is 530 so it's like 4,800 yeah well, people they, they got their hands in so many pies and it yeah and that is split it's not like just the game studio has that but they have um they have like film studios around europe and uh now they're technically not owned by riot they're like they've divided their esports broadcasting into separate companies that the book doesn't stop with riot for those but they probably count a lot of their staff as right staff. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. imagine so. Anyone who's making like uh, the arcane show and, and also, yeah, that yeah it doesn't even account for like, their yeah their TV. Yeah, that fighting game numbers. coming out. Apparently, they have like an MMO or something in the works. Too. Yeah, it seems like uh, from what I heard when this story broke, it seems like some of the MMO stuff. There's speculation that that could just be put on hold now because of the shift and because of the people they let go. Like a. A lot of the people that they let go were there's a lot of story writers that got let go from uh, Riot, and it was it was interesting. Like just scrolling on Twitter through, there was a doc published that had like the Twitter handles of everyone who had lost their jobs. Yeah, to, if they wanted to share their that they lost their jobs and that they were looking for work, you could check their Twitter and see what they worked on. So I was looking at a few of them, and a lot of them are story writers. Like a lot of them were, <clears throat> a lot of them had worked on like legacy kind of story stuff for League of Legends lore of the characters for league of legends and had worked on the mmo so it's intra that could spell something for the mm. future of the mmo and the um, mmo strikes me as something that would obviously be like a a monthly service fee and stuff like that like if, they if, if, yeah. if riot didn't have a license for money before if they release an mmo i mean i'm assuming it's probably what in the in the world of league of legends yeah they create this is, mmo yeah. I mean, geez that yeah putting yeah, something like that on hold strikes so me so much fucking money yeah yeah, yeah, and if the, if they, do I think it's they do a way well. better idea than the fighting game they're doing. I yeah. mean, I think it's a better idea than Valorant was, and Valorant's a yep, smash absolutely. hit. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Valorant's a smash yeah. hit. So yeah, they kind of get it sucks. Imagine to say how it. toxic that community would be, though. What Valorant? <laughs> Valorant? No. Uh, oh, the League MMO of Legends, League of Legends. MMO. <laughs> <laughs> the most. Oh my they god! They win awards for the most toxic online yeah. Yeah. MMO community. <laughs> When you think of Final Fantasy XIV, yeah, 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 how, yeah, yeah, nice. how different it would be, like 
people trying to become professional gamers in the MMO world. Maybe that's maybe that's part of the reason why they didn't steer the ship towards. Uh, we don't know anything about the MMO definitively, but yeah, um, that could that could play into. It's like, well, let's let's not make things more toxic than they already are. Have a reputation, yeah. like yeah. Um, so to keep this going, we have a one-player mission. Lost fifteen people on January twenty-third. People can fly. Lost thirty-plus people on January twenty-fourth. Um, Black Forest Games around fifty people. Um, on doesn't have a date there in January, but then we come to Microsoft, and I'm going to kind of I'm going to shoehorn another um, news item that we had uh, on for today in in with this little article on the Microsoft uh, job losses. So Microsoft lost 1,900 people on January 25th. IGN and The Verge first reported that Microsoft was laying off 1,900 people across its various gaming businesses, including Xbox, Activision Blizzard, and Zenimax. Approximately 8.6% of Microsoft's gaming work- workforce will lose their jobs, as explained in an internal email from Xbox boss Phil Spencer, obtained by I- IGN and The Verge. Blizzard president Mike Ibarra and chief design officer uh, Alan Adam have also left the company. The studio's in-development survival game, which was first teased in 2022, has also been cancelled. The layoffs come about three months after Microsoft closed its massive and controversial $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard. On January 24th, Microsoft became only the third company in history to be wor- worth more than $3 trillion. And still they let 1,900 people go. Oh, yeah, yes. I think there's... Oh, God, this one... I don't even know where to start with this one. I'd like, definitely more that um, COVID bloat because... Microsoft definitely would have had a lot more involvement in like physical retail production and merchandising and all that marketing, which all went out the window, I think, during COVID. So they would have restructured, put everyone in line online. Now they're probably going to shift everything back and even things out. I'd assume this is just well. Let ass. me let me shoehorn this article right in there on your point. Segway. So not shoehorn. I'm going to segue on that one. So Xbox reportedly shuts down physical game release divisions. Chris, so I guess they're not oh, evening fuck, out. Yeah, okay. They're not evening out the teams. So this one comes. So maybe from, that's the those could be the layoffs right there. It is. Some and of them also, included, yeah. Did this include because they also kind of purged Blizzard, didn't they? Aren't they trying to reshuffle? Oh yeah, oh, there's, there's been some really aggressive stuff with um, yeah. Blizzard. Oh, what was oh, I'm trying to remember? I mean, there was a good goodness story that your Blizzard had one of the best reputations for making the best games ever. Once upon a time. Yeah. And Microsoft knows that, and they probably want that back. Yeah. I think uh, they gutted from Blizzard. I think they gutted their esports stuff. I think that was most of the cuts. Um, what was the head guy that we don't like? Oh, he's still there. He, but he, there's an agreement for him to leave. I think he's on the transitional period, I think. He? Yeah, I think oh. there's an agreement with, with Microsoft that he's out after a certain time. What was his name again? Was it Kotnik? Oh, God. Kotek? Bob, Bob Kotek, something like yeah, that. Something like oh that. my God, yeah. Well, um, but just on this one, so this is this comes from the gamer from Rhiannon Bevan. So Xbox takes another step in going all digital as Microsoft reportedly shuts down departments dedicated to physical game releases. Microsoft has reportedly shut down its division for physical game releases as part of yesterday's mass layoffs. This is, I mean, this was done on January 26th. And this has come as an increasing number of new releases opt to release digital, digitally, skipping a physical, physical launch entirely. While this doesn't mean that Xbox is leaving the physical games market, it was later noted that these roles could be outsourced. It suggests that the, such releases will be deprioritized. This would fit in with Xbox strategy this generation, which has seen it heavily push its digital-only Xbox Series S model, as well as an increased focus on bolstering its Game Pass library. News of Microsoft shutting down its department for physical releases comes from Windows Central journalist um, Jez Corden, who has said, shed some light on where yesterday's layoffs will be felt. Quote, Microsoft has also shut down departments dedicated to bring Xbox games to physical retail, which, if you've seen the digital-only Xbox console leaks, well, you can get the idea of where Microsoft is going here. Uh, further down in the thread, he adds, reducing retail teams doesn't confirm Microsoft is quitting physical retail for Xbox games yet. They can outsource, and it might be consolidating here. So don't run with the Xbox is quitting physical based on this, but it does seem to be the industry trajectory. Indeed, many publishers are pushing for an all-digital future. In Xbox's case, that's been uh, through its Games Pass offerings, and it's much cheaper Xbox Series S model. As Corden also mentions, leaked documents previously reveal that the Xbox, the next Xbox model, will be based on the spec of the Series X, but be digital only, like the Series S. So, <coughs> yeah, I can see that that's definitely where, yeah. after the layoffs, where they've, they're pushed, they're not going digital. And again, I mean, I've said it before on the podcast many times, I'm not comfortable with an all-digital future. Yeah. Um, earlier this year, or earlier, I shouldn't say this year, because I mean, it's 
the year just started, but like, yeah, six months ago, I would have been all for this idea, but all the fuckery that these companies have been doing lately with their, uh, Get, com- get comfortable with not owning games. Here you go. Unquote. Oh, you f- so this this is the end of the article that I was just reading there. Yeah. This remains a contentious topic in the gaming community. Ubisoft recently came under fire after one of its directors suggested that the move to digital, quote, needs to happen and that gamers should become, quote, comfortable with the idea of not owning their games. Mm-hmm. Given well, this backlash, it seems the community isn't quite ready to abandon physical games entirely. If buying isn't owning, then pirating isn't stealing. So fuck them. You hear it here first, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's not that's my a, quote. I think that uh, I think that's uh, Lewis Rossman. But it's I mean yeah. it's it's true. If I go out and buy if I buy Rebirth for seventy quid or whatever eighty quid and I have it digitally, like I don't I don't own that really. That could just be taken down off the store, be taken down off. The, that's crazy. Yeah. What, what happens to my eighty quid? You know. I mean, they could still put that. Like they could just like update the firmware on your PS5 when you're not realizing like online connection only, so we can verify your games. Oh, you're playing a game that you're not allowed to anymore. Like they could still do that to physical media. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my whole argument. It doesn't make a difference whether it's digital or physical. They yeah, can, it's, it's all the in the the EULAs, I guess, that you sign in, when you. Yeah, it's in the EULAs, and it's in like just it's how they decide to do their DRM. Um, they, like what their DRM policies are, which is totally up to them. Like you don't have any say over that. If they want to house the DRM in cartridges, <laughs> yeah, or, or in discs and stuff like that, which I don't actually think it's done anymore, but I could be totally wrong on that. Um, Capcom has been fucking up a lot lately with uh, what they're doing with their games on PC. They like they're shadow updating even older games that you've owned for years right. and like installing new. Uh, Oh my god, I can't remember the term for it, but it's to something that runs in the background, ensuring you're not modding and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, those, People are not happy. Mm, those are wild. I bought, and it, it's like breaking uh, compatibility with like Steam Deck and stuff. Like, oh, that they, was they, they shadow updated uh, Rise, Monster Hunter Rise, and doesn't play anymore on the Steam Deck. Yeah. yeah, they've since fixed it, but I mean, I I'm not sure. I could be misremembering this, um, but I think I had an experience recently with my Switch where I had a cartridge in it, but because the Switch wasn't connected to the Wi-Fi in my new place, um, I like could change the password or something like that, and I couldn't just connect in a snap. I couldn't launch the game. I know that's true for the digitally downloaded stuff, but I think that was true for the cartridge that was actually that's in mental yeah yeah I day, thought, day I thought, one there's some games with like day one like you open it out of the box if you're not connected to wi-fi and like you have to update before you play this yeah exactly and like it's just it, like how the which fuck is, do you know unless that was like programmed <laughs> into the game yeah which is another problem i have with day one release stuff uh yeah. for triple a things but uh but i need to i need to like go back research that and i'll confirm on the next episode of the news because i thought i thought nintendo was i thought nintendo was one of the few safe ones in terms of cartridges oh, not needing any of that all the stuff same, man. they're all the same all yeah. the all the big gaming dudes are they're all playing the same game we're doomed well i finished this article about the job loss and there's still a couple more companies to go sadly uh we got Riken games lost six about 60 people little red dog games 27 people idios montreal 97 people Chief Rebel, 21 people. Sega of America, 61 people. Nimble Giant Entertainment, roughly 30 people. Artificier, 28 people. Um, Airship Syndicate, 12 people. And so this is, comes to the end of the article. Here we go. So as of January 31st, 2024, at least 6,194 people have been or will be laid off this year. The video game industry is bigger and makes more money than movies and music combined, bringing a $180 billion uh, profit in 2021 alone it's also an industry that becomes riskier and more expensive each year as AAA games take longer and cost more to make leading to a situation where even a single flop can sink a studio or publisher and the whole industry is also in desperate need of unions to help protect its millions of workers when things don't work out as planned until then corporate greed industry consolidation and per leadership will likely continue to cost thousands of people their jobs as we've seen at twitch riot microsoft and unity that end of that that reading of that list felt a little bit like in you know the harry potter and the deathly hollows when they're reading out the names of the dead on the radio every, oh yeah it felt a kind of vibes like that where it's like living in a post-apocalypse where you're reading the casualties out yeah sucks man sucks a and in, in january 6194 people in 2023 as a whole there was approximately six thousand. 
So in a month this year, well, they've lost. also isn't this like uh, when most companies start their fiscal year? So this is yeah. when they would make those yeah. big yeah. decisions, right? Yeah. So yeah. this is there's there's going to be a bit of a bias towards January, um, mm. and a lot of companies were definitely yeah exactly like a lot of companies were definitely holding off on their planned layoffs yeah until the next fiscal year until January. Um, it's yeah. crazy. Tech winter is well and truly here, and video games can't seem to. Video game companies can't seem to run, run themselves too well, as yeah. evidenced by all of that. Um, but yeah, AI hopefully. Dicking their girls. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I hope not. It's a, scary, it's a scary old future. Damn but robots. What we will do is, uh, like I suppose, just to end on that that little note, wish you know all those, um, the people who lost their jobs, the best of luck in, in uh, finding somewhere new to go to. Um, but to help pick it up a little bit, the next article is one of our good dear friend, Pal World. <laughs> oh my god Woo-hoo. and Chris Palward isn't slowing down the little engine that could, could man yeah. holy shit it hits 19 million players across Steam and Xbox this is coming from The Verge by Andrew Webster it's only a short uh, thing and then Chris I'll let you do your little bit of gushing on it I um, don't like I first noticed I hadn't even heard of it and I, I noticed it when it's like Power World now available on Steam and like the big main page and I clicked on it it was decently priced it was 10% off on release well early access release I was looking through it. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. Pokemon with guns. Base building. This is kind of funny, but this is definitely a, a meme game. Like, yep. I'm, I'm not... This This isn't going to be successful. I'm surprised it was even on the main page. Oh, I was such a fucking idiot, man. Like, I think it was three days later, it became the number two yeah. c- peak player... Peak players, concurrent players playing it on Steam next to... So it was at 21, tw- no, sorry, 2.1 million. Yeah. The next highest was uh, PUBG, which was like 3.3 or 3.6. And that is, it hit that player count when it went free to play. So this is a game that's 30 euro and it hit those numbers. And I, like, I played a bit of it, not too long. I couldn't get too into it because any longtime user knows I have major uh, open world fatigue and like not only does this game have open world fatigue and I know everyone's talking about like oh it's just ripping off Pokemon but it is so much more than that it's like Pokemon meets Breath of the Wild meets Valheim there's so much going on that I had no idea where to even start but uh, yeah I couldn't believe that this game got so big and like and it's still so fucking big although I think Counter-Strike is a bit Officially back to being the peak player count. Well, yeah. Or day-to-day, on a day-to-day basis. Normal programming resumes yeah, yeah. for a little while. But it's still number... Like, I checked today. It was it was Counter-Strike, and then not too far behind was Pam, still Power World. Do you want me to uh, reach out some of the stats? Yeah, yeah please. So the game has sold 12 million copies on Steam, and has secured the biggest third-party launch on Xbox Games Pass ever. Uh, surprise viral gaming here. Power World continues to reach new player milestones. Today, developer Pocket Pair announced that the game has sold 12 million copies on Steam and reached 7 million players on Xbox. The Xbox number includes both sales and those who played via Games Pass, but the breakdown between the two isn't clear. According to Microsoft, though, these numbers make Power World the biggest third party, i.e. a game not made by an internal Microsoft studio, launch in Games Pass history. The company <laughs> says it, quote, recently reached a peak of nearly 3 million daily active users on Xbox, making it the most played game on our platform at that time of course we already knew power world was popular the game sold 5 million copies in its first three days and has reached the second highest all-time peak concurrent player count on steam those were the words i was trying to say yeah yeah <laughs> it, it's a tough one yeah, yeah. Uh, but the news does not show that the game may be more than just a flash in the pan viral sensation as sales continue to grow all that success has garnered the attention of the pokemon company which says that it will quote investigate the game after claims of plagiarism as well as copycats releasing similar apps on iphone and android power world is still technically in early access and the developers have outlined a roadmap for the future that includes raid bosses, PvP, and crossplay support. And I have no doubt that they have the finances behind them now in order oh to my God. These guys complete have that roadmap. No idea. Like the owner of this company is now like swimming in a pile of money, like my boy Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> They're like it did how well? Yeah. You mean two thousand? No, two million concurrent players <laughs> yeah. on Steam. What? <laughs> it is mental because I, I was. Everyone take a vacation. <laughs> the owner of that company probably would. Have you seen yeah. his tweets? Because they got like no, they got like death threats. Like people are going after that company. <laughs> oh They're God. so crazy. Why? 
Pokemon fans. Oh, They're yeah. fucking nuts, man. <laughs> and they started threatening. And he came out with a tweet you know, saying, like, don't threaten any of my staff. This was my idea. This is my baby. I'm making it happen. And do you know why they Give me them? all that smoke. And, like, if the owner of the company is like, you, you come to me if you yeah. got a problem. And do you know why they're going after him and they're so angry? It's because they wish this is what Pokemon was. <laughs> yeah, no They shit. wish this is what Pokemon was. <laughs> they're just holding their Nintendo Switch. <laughs> throwing it. Yeah. Still, still with like Scarlet and Violet in there. I think being like, this game's so shit. Oh, yeah. Man, I love it. It's so good. It's so good for competition. If you're a Pokemon fan, like it's, if you're a Pokemon fan, this is great. Yeah. Like a, a competitor, like a competitor to Pokemon that does all the things that Pokemon Game Freak would dare has to never do better do. now. They have yeah. to. And that's that's it's what I mean. It's, I have no interest in playing Power World. I saw it, looked at it, and was like, oh yeah, it looks like fun. I, I love what's happening in the industry around it. But one of the things that I did get hyped up about seeing it, I was like, well, Game Freak now have to answer this. Like you can't, and they've taken their player base for granted for fucking years. Yeah. For years. Like they haven't created a good play, a Pokemon game in, oh Jesus, in silver, gold, really? I mean, the last one I played through in its entirety was Sword I think and Black Shield, and White and was... was meant to be pretty widely accepted. I can't remember, though. Yeah, it was seen as being pretty good. It was yeah. a bit edgier, but it wasn't anything. Yeah. yeah. It was also back in, what, 2000? Fucking eight or nine, Black and White? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like 2007. But even, Jesus. like, the big, big Pokemon players aren't even playing, like, the games. They're using the... Uh, the fan-made ones, isn't it? Not even the fan-made ones. They're just using that online, like battler where you could just construct your team yeah. and stuff which is third party <laughs> yeah which is well, crazy yeah. but it like but that one doesn't make money i don't think so no, they can't really shut it down it doesn't make money but pokemon should facilitate but game freak game freak are so such greedy such a greedy company in terms of what we're going to do minimal effort to make this game that they must look at power and say hang on this is a small enough team they've made this game with this idea and it's made them in millions like i really hope it just it just puts people in early access like yeah. the game isn't even complete yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's cool it's great i think it's really good for for the pokemon scene in general i'm curious about like the game freak thing i, I never know whether it's game freak that are letting people down or whether it's the pokemon company which is like the the thing that controls the ip yeah true i don't like i don't that. i don't know which one is is holding the reins mm -hmm. on that one but i mean yeah. you look at power you have to say to yourself there is a there is a better business model we could be following for mm -hmm. these pokemon video games to make us a fuck ton of money and to actually you know make is. your player base happy indie companies man they just yeah. try harder yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what i mean do. game freak got too comfortable or the pokemon company whichever i don't mean yeah, to be pick i don't mean to be picking this, one or the other. if it is if it wasn't game freak that was holding the back like they were just filling out their um their like directive each time now they can go if if they were being held back they have the chance to go to the pokemon company and be like hey give us more money let us try Look something what we more could experimental. make yeah. yeah this thing is printing money we could have done this all along <laughs> i could just see some angry dude like in the shadows like no feed them the same shit again <laughs> <laughs> it's like a giant pikachu in this yeah. suit it's dream on popular yet <laughs> they'll <laughs> eat it and they'll love it oh man terrible but i love it i think it's great um we also had in january a, a playstation state of play uh chris you watched that didn't you when it, when it came out <laughs> yeah yeah you, you weren't you weren't i mean I'll, I'll run through the games that were announced on it and then we can kind of talk about <laughs> your thoughts on your thoughts on some of them but uh, this comes from ign from logan plant uh, so playstation hosts hosted its first state of play event of 2024 today and got uh, we got over 40 minutes of updates on games coming to ps5 this is on the 29th of january by the way thereabouts i think uh, this included extended looks at stellar blade and rise of the ronin as well as some surprises like death stranding 2 on the beach and sonic X Shadow Generations. Here's everything that happened at the 2024 state of play. So every game that was featured, we got a Death Stranding 2 is officially titled Death Stranding 2 on the beach. Uh, Kojima Production shared a traditionally lengthy trailer for Death Stranding 2, which is now officially titled lengthy Death Stranding 2 on the beach. Understatement. Dude, man, I, I thought I was having a fever dream watching this trailer. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen it, Luke? No, I still haven't seen it. Oh, oh man. Fuck. If you're looking for a wild ride, watch the nine minute, nine and a half minute trailer that we got for Death Stranding nine 2. Nine and a half minutes? Yeah, it I never think, ended. I, I it think never it ended. was like... 34% of the time for the whole state of play. Mm -hmm. And great. then he continued on after talking about other, I don't know, I tuned out. His other projects. Yeah, so I'll go on to, I mean, it's well, I was not interested in Death Stranding, the first one at all. Like, I didn't want a fucking FedEx simulator. Uh, you know, no thanks. Doesn't do anything for me. Gameplay looks really dull and boring. This one, I think he's gotten the message and said, well, I still want to use my idea, but I, I suppose I have to make a game fun because this one seems to have a bit more, what we've seen, a bit more action-y based or whatever. But uh, yeah, so he afterwards 
it was quite a cool thing that they did because they had interviewing the head of Sony and Hideo Kojima were standing side by side and talking about Kojima's future um, projects. And he's one of them is he's going to make a new action espionage game, which will start developing the moment Death Stranding 2 is released. And he talked about how it was going to be, uh, in quote, uh, it will attempt to blur the lines between video games and film. But when he finished speaking, oh my God. the camera zoomed out from where they were. So the camera was obviously a drone and it zoomed out from where they were and it zoomed out it was in the Sony... Um, Sony Pictures Studio in Hollywood, whatever the movie making place. So it's like, hey, we're we're doing big things with you know a new movie slash video game action espionage game. Oh, Get ready to pay seventy euro for a movie wait, ticket. Wasn't, wasn't Kojima like over one of those um, like FMV games? Uh, no, it wasn't an FMV game. Actually, it was like a, it was like a, it was almost like a choose your own adventure kind of style thing. It was like a critical darling back in like the eighties. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But I could see him doing, if anyone in the games industry is going to bring back FMV games, which are the games that have yeah. filmed segments that you make. Oh, yeah, I'm then, well aware. Yeah, you yeah. ever watch the Angry or Angry Video Game Nerd? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. He's, he's played ever. a fair few. They're fucking awful. Yeah, like what's, Night Trap or whatever. What's funny <laughs> is that like... <laughs> Night Trap, yeah, exactly. And yeah. like... Or, Good guys don't wear ties or something. Uh, no, like that. If anyone's going to bring that back, though, it's it'll be going to be hidden. Yeah. I mean, like he, yeah. if you played my Metal Gear Solid Four, um, <laughs> that has, I think, still to date, the longest cutscene in video game history. I'll never. I was watching it, and I was like, I don't know if I had to go for dinner or whatever else. You couldn't pause the fucking thing at the time either. Forty something minutes long was this trailer. Trailer inverted quotes. There's a whole scene on the river where Big Boss gets, you know, is captured and Snake is trying to. Forty do minutes. It's so long. You couldn't pause it. Could you skip it? No. Nope. Uh, nope. They just take forty minutes. You know, fuck yeah. that, man. Out of nowhere, like you're in the middle of your day, you only have like a couple of minutes to play a game, and it's like, what? The, so you turn wow. off your yeah, PlayStation you have or you to. Watch yeah. It. yeah, 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 and yeah. rewatch it again later. Yeah, wild. <laughs> So that's what's coming for us. Uh, so also on the, um, the the state of play, we got a deep dive on Team Ninja's Rise of the Ronin, which looks okay, but God love them. It's releasing on March 22nd, which is also the date that Dragon's Dogma 2 is being released. So Rise of the Ronin is going to get rip. lost in the... Yeah, rip. Isn't yeah. that the one that looks like... It looked like a... Like Sekiro, right? It's is kind of Sekiro one? and you had the chain mix. thing too. And yeah, it's kind of a mix between that and like um, not is it Anamusha that kind of style of oh Ghost of Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. There you yeah. go. Yeah, that kind of style. Um, we got an Until Dawn remaster coming to PS Five yeah. and PC. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We got a, a deep dive into Stellar Blade, which is also a big. Yeah, it's a, just, it just looks like a near autonomous um, complete rip rip off. Oh, I think I missed that one. It's what it opened with, I think. It started with Oh, that. yeah, I did miss the, the opening. And then we got Capcom shares another Dragon's Dogma 2 trailer. And I have to say, I was telling Kev about Dragon's Dogma for ages because he was like a trader ages ago. I was like, that game doesn't look that good. And I was kind of saying, when the first one came out and I was playing it, it didn't look amazing. But the storytelling in Dragon's Dogma was one of my favorites. But this trailer came out on uh, the state of play. And it's, looks it great. looks, looks yeah. like a great game. Yeah, it's a much better trailer than my My problem with uh, the original one is every time I try to play it, because I was looking for something like felt a bit soulsy, I would just go end up playing Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, this is the, it's the better the better yeah. option here. Uh, we got a Sonic X Shadow Generations <laughs> announced, which I'd be keen on because I never bought Sonic Generations, but I'd be keen to play Sonic Generations. And if it's one with just extra Shadow content, can't be in. No, I think this one is just Shadow. No, it's a. Uh, I think it's the f it's Sonic X Shadow Generations. So I think it's the Sonic Generations game with a whole. I think they just shadow. put Sonic in there because it's a Sonic Universe game. I think this Sega might... revealed Sonic X Shadow Generations, which is an enhanced remaster of Sonic Generations okay. with new content. Oh, so you never okay. played Sonic Generations? No, I played the first one. Played the first it. one was great. Yeah, played it, but never never yeah. bought it. Graham had it. My brother had it. I played it on uh, the the Dreamcast, and the Dreamcast used to have this. The, have, did you ever have a Dreamcast? Yes. Yeah. And they had the wild memory cards. Yeah. So there, you could raise, uh, I think they were called Cheos, and you could pull the memory card out, and it was like a Tamagotchi. You could play with your Cheo on the go. It was the wildest fucking thing the I've Dreamcast ever seen. The Dreamcast was meant to, and it was a pity. We got a land of that off my cousins years ago. They had one, and it was like, I was looking at this thing being like, It, it was ahead of its generation. It, it's so sad that that was the So this yeah, is the Sonic, failure. The, I think the one you're talking about, Sonic Adventure. Oh, that is the one. Generations I'm talking about. is like a remaster with like 2D, 3D Sonic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm definitely talking about uh, Sonic Adventure for for the because I remember Sega I remember Dreamcast. that coming out on Dreamcast. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, Generations was 
was a banger. It's I didn't play the newer Sonic game, which got some critical like good reception. Frontiers, Mania, y- no, Frontiers. no, no, Fron- oh. uh, Mania wasn't even the Sonic. It was just like uh, a, another company that was just like I want old Sonic games, and they got the the IP. Yeah, somehow. no, no, they yeah, yeah, they got greenlit to make an old Sonic game, and it was a. F- banger but he's talking about sonic frontier yeah, which Frontiers. i thought looked fucking dreadful but it looked weird yeah it looked weird, but it was like received pretty well the fans seem to like it generally uh but i think since sonic generations there hasn't been a game sonic game that was that well received no. generations was there's a reason they do where it was like a werewolf and shit yeah. no we had the sonic and the black knight Ugh, oh god yeah. there's so many bad sonic games yeah. it's one of those it's one of those um ips from a video game perspective that has absolutely been dragged through the mud for a lot of its <laughs> lifetime like and you the know fans are still hanging they are we're still waiting <laughs> we've got generations uh, also we got silent hill the short message uh which dropped uh, straight after the um the showcase it was a cool i thought it was vr but it's just a first person silent hill experience it uh, looks quite good that's available now i guess to, to get and then that after, available that, after the after the state, state of play, play. Yep. and then after that they announced, free too yep free to play wow cool they're just trying to pull people into the whole silent hill <coughs> thing because after that they announced the silent hill 2 remake which actually does not look great re-announced re- because we already knew that was in the making yeah it had been I think it had been leaked that Konami were coming back to do a couple of bits and pieces but we had no, did we get I, an I've, official look I've had that wish listed on my Steam for ages oh, so maybe right, it okay. just got announced for PlayStation I don't know possibly like, yeah we it, it's, we've known about that for it doesn't look while. great no. no no it looked a bit clunky the, yeah, Weird, the fighting wasn't great, but then again, Silent Hill. Who cares about the fighting? I just want the spookiness. Yeah, the spookiness. It's funny, happy coincidence kind of thing. I was just watching a, a video essay about Silent Hill two today uh, while I was in work, and some of the stuff that they pull off in that game is just super. Gra- one groundbreaking, like a yeah. bunch of the cutscenes in it are like graphics the likes of but which that's, you never see. That's that's the interesting thing about it is that watching this remake, the footage from the remake, I was like, oh. It's almost as if the style for the original one in the cutscenes looks better in a way than what I'm looking at in this remake. It's kind of like, I don't know if they've tried to make it a little bit too clean and the yeah. the graininess of the original Sun Hill 2 was what made it so kind of spooky and it's yeah. kind of been cleaned up or washed up too well. Or something. It just doesn't look great. It's one of those, it's one of those examples of like, like a Shadow of the Colossus type situation where Shadow of the Colossus has a very specific atmosphere in it which wasn't like it was in part like creative direction but it was also just because of the limits of the ps2 yeah like it took ages to load and when it did load the draw distance was as big as they could make it but they kind of induced a sort of fog of war situation and it just gave the the game this atmosphere but then when you're doing the remakes of it they talked about how difficult it was to recreate that atmosphere because they don't have the draw distance limitations so they have to go in and make the make essentially a draw distance almost yeah, yeah. But like treat it as if they have these limitations and what they're sacrificing and stuff like it was a very balanced game i get the same feeling watching like old playthroughs of Silent Hill mm. too that the graininess and the mist and helped helped with sold the, yeah. the feeling of the game so interesting topic, yeah that'd be cool to see how it goes. to see how it goes yeah mm. absolutely we got v rising is coming to playstation 5 which is like a diablo kind of builder survivor builder game isometric action game mm-hmm. uh dave the diver is coming to playstation with a godzilla themed um package for it which is actually quite good because i recently saw godzilla minus one uh yeah. oh no spoilers please oh no, no just that it's incredibly incredibly good film but yeah. like it, it it looks more towards like the original version of Godzilla as yeah. opposed to Hollywood's kind of mm-hmm. take on it which and, I, uh, I love all Godzilla's the campier the better the Godzilla oh. running with King Kong to save the world from who Godzilla knows what Godzilla with the, uh, the side feature of Puff Daddy rapping fantastic wow, I love it man. all man. Yeah. I, re- I rewatched <laughs> that recently it's so good <laughs> it's so good um, then we got Zenless Zone Zero is in development for PS5 that looked yeah, it was, I was. Yeah, I could sleep on that one for sure. Get it? <laughs> Z's. Ha ha. Uh, Metro Awakening VR trailer. Uh, again, just a cool look at uh, the Metro um, series in VR, and it's kind of set, I think, at the beginning of when the kind of the nuclear fallout starts, mm-hmm. um, which is a cool one. Then we got Legendary Tales revealed for PlayStation VR two, which is like a medieval. Um, it's a combat game with magic swords, hammers, uh, in a fantasy environment, and I actually was like. I'm still not fully sold on VR yet, but I was looking at this trailer and I, it, there's a, a song with it and like some of the actions are done in time with the song and it yeah. absolutely had me pumped. I was like, I, but I fucking, this looks like a lot of fun, you know? Uh, oh, then we got the new Foam Stars trailer. 
ahead of the launch. Oh yeah, Niall was just scrolling on his PlayStation the other day. It was like, is that Splatoon? And he's like, oh no, it's God. foam stairs. Yeah, does <laughs> not look good. Like yeah, does look good. Uh, but then the the last thing we have to announce is what the actual state of play opened with was the Hell Divers Two trailer. And the state of play kicked off with a brief look at Hell Divers Two, and we got a look at the game's multiplayer shooter action ahead of its launch on February eighth. So it's actually came out today. As I'm recording this, happy, yeah, didn't, happy Hell Divers. Your brother trying to Andrew, yeah, he's yeah. trying to wrangle everybody, and it's it's a pity he's he's trying to wrangle everybody on the month that Rebirth's coming out, the day after the Rebirth demo came out. So I'm like, I can't he help you. He knows he has to get you on now, or else you're just going to disappear into Rebirth when that comes out. And I will disappear into Rebirth when that comes out. So I will play. Will he, Hel- <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll play Hell Divers too. Uh, probably when it goes on sale, I'll pick up. Yeah. I loved Hell Divers. I played a lot of that during COVID with um, Craig and Colum and. I bet you that so- game goes free on playstation store in like six months comes out with some of the free games so that yeah. per month or whatever because you guys have that too right you get yeah. the free games free games month. Month. and that's what i like they're kind of changing their model a little bit which is cool there's a lot more free games coming to the certain levels of playstation plus that you own yeah what's the studio that does hell divers is it a familiar one or oh, let me just have a look here while i can hmm. check my interweb um good question but as andrew said it's just um it's just Star- Starship Troopers, the game. Yeah, the way they mar- their trailers and stuff, all the marketing material is just Starship Troopers. Like. Yeah. Um, who is it by? Ba-ba-ba-bam. Testing out your real time. Arrowhead Game Studios. No, doesn't ring a bell. Um, but yeah, first game received really well. So Yeah. I'll play that. So that's that's everything that came out on the state of play. I enjoyed what I was watching, especially because it finished on what was the fucking wackiest video game trailer I've ever seen. Luke, please watch the, the I will. and let I me know what you think of it. The yeah, Death Stranding two thing is is amazing. I just couldn't believe it kept going on. <laughs> oh man, and it just gets wackier and wackier and wackier. I'm sad that I have to watch this knowing how long the trailer is because I'd love to experience a nine minute trailer not knowing it's going to be nine and, minutes. And it's crazy. At one point, you you you're sure it's over. Like they start showing like credits or something don't they and then it comes and it comes back in comes back in yeah it's like a movie (laughs) and it's it's because it's the death stranding worlds it's a you know it's a strand type game the guy thinks he can make up his own genres kashima's fucking crazy man but there's a scene in it where one of the characters hands um what's a dude from walking dead called guy who's in it mads mickelson norman reedus norman reedus yeah um what was what was the it was norman reedus and the Normally, this is the fetus. Was that what was going about about when Death Stranding <laughs> first came out? Because of the tiny little baby thing. But uh, yeah, so he gets handed a doll, like a little puppet. Thing. Oh, the fucking puppet! And oh, the puppet, the weird frame rate. It's animated really in a weird frame rate, no. and he talks real funny. And I was like, this game is. They and it talks. Talks. Hangs out. Hangs out on his waist. It's it, yeah, uh, Mimir's head. Essentially, essentially. Yeah. yeah. There you go. What right. Is- Looking forward to that. Yeah, you'll, nice you'll enjoy it. Don't be, man. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's fun. Troy Baker with a yeah, fu- uh, fight, fighting people with a guitar. Why don't it's... you follow it up with Christopher <laughs> Judge's speech? This sounds, yeah. this sounds great. You'll have a blast, man. You'll have a blast. But we'll finish up on this a little, uh, a, a nice little note. Uh, Luke, you added this one in kind of a little bit later on yeah. uh, today just to kind of finish it off. So uh, this is from Kyle Orland at Ars Technica. And it's titled, 34 years later, a 13-year-old hits the NES Tetris kill screen. So for decades after its 1989 release, each of the hundreds of millions of standard NES Tetris games ended the same way. A block reaches the top of the screen and triggers a game over message. That 34-year streak was finally broken on December 21st, 2023, when 13-year-old phenomenon Blue Scooty uh, became the first human to reach the game's kill screen after a 40-minute 1,511 line performance crashing the game by reaching its functional limits. What makes Blue Scooty's achievement even more incredible, as noted in some excellent YouTube summaries of the scene, is that until just a few years ago, the Tetris community at large assumed it was functionally impossible for a human to get much past 290 lines. Fuck 290 and you got to 1,500. The road to the first uh, NES Tetris kill screen highlights a surprisingly robust competitive scene that still surrounds the classic game and just how much that competitive community has been able to collectively improve in a relatively short time. The article goes on for way longer about the, what, the tactics and, and everything like that. Like that. Grip and, yeah, yeah, I didn't think it was uh, necessary to go into that, but that is... Hats off to that 13-year-old killing Tetris. Uh, maybe it's just the pessimist in me, but it didn't happen. <laughs> True no, assistant speed run. He, he, he live streamed it as well. Um, <laughs> the video is worth a watch as well. Just his reaction to to doing it is amazing, and it's interesting because apparently he had an opportunity a couple of lines prior to that to get to the kill screen, but you're meant to complete. I don't know. It's like uh, there's, there's some weird thing, but if you 
finish a line after a certain amount of lines have been done, but you do it by just clearing one line, just one line of Tetris blocks, it'll do the kill screen. He accidentally put in a, a, a shape that killed three lines, so he didn't get the kill screen, and he had to keep playing at top speed and whatever else for another couple of lines until he could do it again to get the kill screen. So he almost missed it. And it's like is- it gets to top speed after, uh, like a lot of people get it to the top speed state, but they lose really quickly after that because top speed is like really fucking hard to do. I don't know. I don't know a ton about Tetris. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just chuffed. What I was looking forward to was all the people who came out being like, yeah, I beat Tetris years ago. I just didn't record it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Mitchell. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Mitchell. <laughs> no, I'll show you the videotape somewhere. Oh, man. I'm so glad you put me onto that. He does cameos now like Billy Mitchell. What a hilarious dude. Um, so that's it for news items, fellas. Nice. For for January. Uh, uh, nice and a little note, but yeah, it sucks the job loss and stuff like that but hopefully hopefully that's the worst of it for the year we can keep our fingers crossed uh but until then tetris 34 year old game finally beat you know this game's got some some serious longevity back from the 80s apparently like <laughs> yeah um but yeah i guess uh, to our listeners uh we're hopping on to do the finale of the battle royale um after this uh and if you're not part of the patreon go to patreon.com forward slash the gift of gaming you can sign up there for the cost of a coffee a month and you can get our whole Battle Royale series, all our extra news items. There's loads of extra content up there uh, worth checking out. Um, but until then, we'll catch you next week. Craig and Luke, thank you. Or Chris and Luke. Oh my God, Chris, I'm so sorry. sorry. Chris and Luke, thank you so much for sticking around for the episode. And to our listeners, as always and forever, keep enjoying the gift that is gaming. Peace out. Peace out.